Hello, hello! Welcome to the awful and awesome entertainment wrap. I am Abbas, and I'm Nenika. And Rachi and Abhinandan are away this week as well. Uh, so, welcome to the awful and awesome. We are the fill-in hosts, the the seat warmers, if I may call <laughs> us that. Um, we have hosted this show before, me and Nenika, and uh, uh, we got a bit of a mixed reaction. So, I would just urge the listeners to give us one more try. We are not that bad. If you have started listening to the episode, please stick. All the way to the end, and uh, before I tell you what we're going to discuss, uh, Nanika, how are you doing? I am good, Abbas. How are you? How's the festive season coming for you? It's it's pretty good. We're recording this as at eight twenty p.m. and I I still have uh, morsels of things in my mouth uh, <laughs> which I have broken my fast with. So yeah, I'd say it's good. Um, so today we're going to be discussing a bunch of things, and there is a very important announcement uh, which I'm going to be telling you. So let's go through the list of things we will be discussing. It's quite a handful. We'll be discussing the uh, original Netflix film Dasvi, starring Abhishek Bachchan. We'll be discussing another Netflix original film called Cobalt Blue, which has been delayed quite a few times, but finally it was out last week, and both me and Anika had a chance to see, and I have opinions about that film. <laughs> Oh, a third Netflix thing we'll be discussing is the uh, is the Zoya Akhtar produced uh, web show called Eternally Confused and Eager for Love, and we'll be discussing a bunch of Spotify ads which we have seen, which I thought were very cleverly done, and finally we'll be wrapping it up with uh, a new movie that's in the theaters. That's a thing we do again now. Go to the theaters, or, or Nanika does. Abbas did not <laughs> get the opportunity to watch Lost City, but I did, so I will be talking about that. Yes, so that's the movie we'll be discussing, or rather, Nanika will be telling us about that, starring Channing Tatum and Sandra, Sandra Bullock, Bullock. and people. Daniel Radcliffe. Please don't forget. Oh, Daniel Radcliffe is in it. You did not know. I did not know this. Oh my God, he was in. That's it. interesting. So he's <laughs> in a movie. Another movie that opened up is a Harry Potter. Related film, but he's not in that one. <laughs> but he's in this well, one. Well, it's a good creative choice, I'd say. <laughs> yes. Uh, so those are the things we'll be discussing. Uh, before we go into our first uh, topic of discussion, there is an important announcement, ladies and gentlemen. So from next week onwards, which is after episode two forty nine, every alternate episode of the awful and awesome will be going behind a paywall. So for example, episode two forty nine. uh will be uh behind a paywall so episode 250 will be free then 251 will again be behind a paywall and 252 will be free and so on and so forth so if you haven't subscribed to news laundry yet please do uh like me and nanika have which means we will listen to every episode of awful and awesome and <laughs> who knows the they might put the episodes with <laughs> I'm sorry including the ones we record including the ones we record yes and who knows to to actually get you to subscribe they might pull abhinandan and rachi behind the paywall <laughs> and we are the free ones so if you want them back do subscribe um but that's from next week let's get into what we're going to discuss this week so nanika what do you want to start with uh dasvi let's talk about that first to aaj subah ki sabse badi khabar ye aa rahi hai ki teacher bharti ghotale mein sahiti ki chhanbin hone tak मुख्यमंत्री कंगाराम चौधरी को जुडिशियल कस्टडी में भेजा जा रहा है उस दरवाजे से सर झुका के घुसू इसमें रहनी के गौ चौधराट की पगड़ी है जुकती को पूरा गेट खुलवा अरे यू के बड़ा कोड़ी भाई बचा सत्ता संभाल बिम्बो इब तू सीएम की बीवी नहीं खुद सीएम है Let's talk about Dasvi. So Dasvi is the brand new Netflix film that is uh, that stars Abhishek Bachchan. Uh, who else is in the film? Yami Gautam uh, and Nimrat Kaur. There's Yami Gautam, of course. There's Yami Gautam. Yes, we'll yeah. get into a bit of controversy. <laughs> there's there's Nimrat, Nimrat Kaur, and there's a bunch of good supporting cast, I think. Uh, but yeah. So what, Abbas? What did you think of the movie? Did you watch the whole thing? Of course, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> who do you think I am, Abhinandan? <laughs> I I did watch the whole thing so I'll be honest with you I saw the trailer of the film and I got good vibes from the trailer I thought this seems like a a, a good sort of uh, way to kill the time Unfortunately the film did not live up to my expectations it was a very by the numbers uh sort of a story which is okay but uh, there was nothing in the film that kept me that kept me entertained 
I thought Abhishek Bachchan was very average. I thought Nimrat Kaur was good, but unfortunately her track was clearly the inferior track and almost like an afterthought. And uh, I I I had some issues with the way they portrayed the jail prisoner life as well. <laughs> uh, so that's like my broad take on it. It was it was quite. unimpressive for me um i think i did not watch the trailer i went into it completely blind i just read the uh, description that they had and i thought it seemed ent- entertaining it seemed like a cute wholesome little movie that you watch and i think it was meant to be that it was not meant to be seen like particularly seriously it was just supposed to be a movie that you view with your family um i think it tried like i think it was trying to take the munna bhai mbbs sort of a mm. vibe that you know it's like wholesome family entertainment but it also teaches you something uh but i feel like i My biggest gripe with the movie is I feel like it's very poorly put together. I feel like it's very poorly edited and written. Not that mm-hmm. I have as much of a complaint with the actors. I think like in a better, if this movie was better edited or slightly better written, the performances that you thought were mediocre would seem like better. Like they would seem mm-hmm. above average. So I think like they really got uh, you know they, uh, they got screwed over by whoever you know did the post production or processed it towards the end. Uh. could have been i mean actually watch like it could have been actually watchable if i thought it was better edited or better written what do you think one of the writers of the film if i'm not wrong is also uh, kumar vishwas i don't know if the same kumar vishwas <laughs> who's in the ahmad bhi party oh. but there is a kumar vishwas who gets a story credit okay um yeah so i mean to give you to run you down a, a very simple plot synopsis it's about this uh, controversial a uh, politician who is now uh, a bit, who has now gone to jail because of what corruption i don't even corruption charges corruption charges a scam was uncovered yes corruption charges it, it and he bordered very... the same like you know with the haryana government uh, like the teacher appointment scam so it was the same right. thing i felt like they were borrowing very clearly from haryana and its political past or whatever but um, but yeah essentially he goes to jail for that and then that's how the story begins so he's the chief minister of this fictional state uh, whose name i have harit pradesh very close to harit pradesh <laughs> <laughs> like haryana uttar pradesh yeah, and yeah, everything uh, in between uh, a blend um, so of course he has a very subservient wife who he uh, sort of uh, uh, makes the makes the chief minister before he goes to jail which of course clearly is uh, influenced by what lalu prasad yadav did to yeah, his yeah, wife yeah. and uh, inside jail he gets uh, he gets all the preferential treatment because he's this big time chief minister until one very hard nosed officer played by um, yami gautam or uh, yami gautam uh, uh, comes and sort of uh, puts him in line and she kind of insults him for not being educated enough she calls him anpad mm-hmm. and puchti kahan tak padhe hue ho to wo kehta hai aatvi <laughs> and he feels very insulted by this so he decides he's going to clear Appear the for SSC 10th exam. boards <laughs> 10th boards yes and uh, so then through the bulk of the movie is his sort of prisoner mates explaining him basic concepts of maths and science and all these things <laughs> using politics which are laughably bad i it mean was, oh yeah it was really really yeah cool. they uh, i mean like sochi aap they could have done those uh, those so much better well. again i feel like very poorly very hastily written same problem right Uh, yes. Like explaining math and science, etc., etc., through like metaphors of politics. How he starts learning history, where he would just like immerses himself oh in it, God, yes. <laughs> and sees like well, a little. The film becomes Rangde Basanti. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. He sees Gandhi. He sees Chandrasekhar Azad, Lala Lajpat Rai, and his I don't know hallucinations, dreams, whatever. Um, that was that was laughably bad. And the point is, I understand like the reason to pick something because again, it could be like kitschy and funny or whatever. But it was so poorly done. That's the whole problem with this film. That's incredibly poorly done. Yeah. And while all this is happening, uh, his wife, played by Nimrat Kaur, is getting power hungry on her own part, and she wants him to stay in jail. And my I madab- like Nimrat. I like Nimrat Kaur in it. She, I, that's a that that's the movie I want to see. Yeah, this, I feel like also ups. it could be also like just so hasty in general, like no explanation, nothing. She he just randomly goes to jail. She just randomly becomes the CM. Then she suddenly decides to get power hungry. I mean, there's no. It was like weirdly paced, as in there's no yeah. there's no explanation for what what comes after. And I'm somebody who has like. very low expectations of one thing explaining the other because i also think the same way but it's just like this made no sense and it was terrible yeah. it was very difficult for whoever to watch if you also like if you don't have an attention span or if you look away from the screen for 5 minutes i feel like this movie would stop making sense you you just it just like what the fuck is happening the moment um okay. 
uh what did you think of abhishek's haryanvi accent see listen they need better accent coaches in bombay i'm sorry but <laughs> it's just they're so enamored by whatever happens in the hinterland quote unquote but like they do not have anybody who can properly teach them how to do accents well i think the only time i've heard like a sort of haryanvi accent done kind of okay is that movie that arjun kapoor and parineeti chopra had together sandeep or pinky farrar but uh, i feel like oh, he, yeah, yeah. yeah i think yeah. he had a particular accent coach for it or whatever but he mm. did a slightly better job i feel like they're so enamored by a bihari accent or what a person from up sounds like but it just they get it so wrong yeah it just it still sounds like a very affluent person trying to do an accent exactly it sounds like parody it sounds laughably bad and it's just not yeah. like languages sound fine if, even if it's like they're a little rough or harsh to listen to they sound fine when somebody who is a native speaker speaks it so yeah there was that was bad there's one place in the movie where i genuinely laughed where um, i will not give the joke away but uh, it's about the librarian uh what the other inmates call the library <laughs> so that was a, that was a funny joke us joke us ek joke ko sunne ke liye aapko picture dekhni padegi no it's and, not uh, that funny <laughs> i'll be very honest um, i'm going to uh, be nice to the listeners it's not that funny <laughs> you have you have high standards renika but uh, uh we were discussing about this film and yami gautam had problems about how uh, in one review in 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 film companion um Uh, the the reviewer described Yami Gautam uh, in, in a way which said something like she's not the dead girlfriend anymore or yes. something of that sort, and she highlighted that and said uh, she doesn't deserve this. And there was a there was a there was a huge, huge Twitter storm uh, about that. Uh, so do you think Yami Gautam is coming after us now? Now that we have <laughs> this <her> movie. <laughs> Well, see, the point is, I read like I did not realize I only saw the chatter around the conversation, like you know, people are talking about Yami Gautam or just like how critiques in general are. And then today mm. I went back and I reread it, and I felt like it just felt like she had a bad day. You know, you read mm. a review and it's just like you genuinely, and she's right. Like, like I mean, again, as I said, her performance could have been better if this was a better written or better edited film. I don't think she mm. did that bad of a job. It was not. Oh, it's not going to get her an Oscar, but it's also not like so bad that it like it, it's horrible to look at. So yeah, right. she just had a bad day and she lashed out at a review, which I mean it did like it was written in a way that was slightly harsh, I suppose. Not that again, I have any problem with a harsh review because again, that's the reviewer's job and that's how they see it and that they that's how they view it. That's perfectly fine. She just had a bad day. She tweeted something about it, but then the way like the conversation around it is so bad. I do not know if it's like Indian Twitter in general, and they're just like. Like Vivek Agnihotri co-tweeting it, like you know this mafia of Anupama Chopra. I didn't say what. What is that supposed to mean? So you know, um, she just had a bad day, and now they're blowing it out of proportion because I don't know. People are using it to pick bones with whoever they need to pick bones with, with the mafia of Bollywood and how the reviewers have a toolkit, etc., etc. <laughs> good so, for good so for you them. know Vivek Agnihotri now has a YouTube channel which he launched like I think three weeks before Kashmir Files was released. I'm not surprised, but no, please so, elaborate. Uh, so, so there is a there is a backstory to this, uh, which now I will introduce <laughs> you to the lore. So, the lore. <laughs> so I have seen a couple of videos because I like to torture myself uh, of, of Vivek Agnihotri. Of YouTube course, channel. you wouldn't be a good so, reviewer if you didn't know. <laughs> exactly. So the, the research we do for you uh, listeners exactly. of Awful and Awesome, and then you just come <laughs> here and tell us that you don't like us. <laughs> so exactly, I think about a week or ten days before Kashmir Files released, he released, uh, he put up a video on his YouTube channel, quote unquote, exposing Anupama Chopra and oh, Film God. Companion, <laughs> and that entire video is essentially Anupama Chopra's husband is Vidhuvinod Chopra, who is a Kashmiri Pandit, and it's a shame that he never did anything for Kashmiri Pandits. He made a film called Shikara, which was despicable and so on and so forth, whatever. And uh, again and again, he kept saying that now you will see, like Kashmir Files, uh, Files will come. These people will give us a bad review. So inside my head, I was like, in his heart, Vivek Agnihotri knows he has made a bad film, and he knows Film Companion is going to give him a poor review. Well, so yeah, that's already... the point, right? He's bracing himself for it, and he's already creating the buzz. Exactly. That's called controlling yes. the narrative. So big props to yeah. you know some people could take media training from what Vivek Agnihotri does. <laughs> um, so yeah, overall. very unimpressive uh if you thought whatever we mentioned in the film was uh, sounded ridiculous the the climax is actually even more ridiculous oh yeah um, 
there is a there is a stand in for a youth leader which i think is meant to be rahul gandhi but he looks more like sachin pilot he, uh, yeah he even so. i got sachin pilot vibes from it i never thought rahul gandhi for like a single second so um so i don't know what to say it's just it's it's disappointing really do you feel like they had a good premise do you feel like you know movies being released on netflix and not having access to theaters probably the reason they're coming out like so underproduced and so poorly done these days like they just want to put a product out because let's sell it to netflix because they'll give a big fat check and then be done wash our hands off of it oh yeah yeah i'm sure that's that's the reason mm. um because yeah i I don't I don't think I don't know how long ago this movie was made but it clearly gives the the other vibes I got were like yeah it it just missed its theatrical window and now yeah for sure they just want they wanted to get to it out there up. yeah so on a scale of 1 to 10 we how <laughs> what what one what to some great tax saving that 10 producers managed to do uh, I don't know I think I'll give it like a but because I don't want Yami Gautam to be upset on my account <laughs> I will give it a six. <laughs> no, Ooh, six is not bad. I six is like, as I said. I don't want Yami Gautam to be upset with me. But if Yami is uh, in the mood to listen to a slightly harsher review, I think like a four. Yami, and a half. if you're listening to this, I hope we uh, we hope you had a good day. Yeah, I uh, don't I don't this. want to. Be, I mean, I know you worked hard. I'm sorry. So like a four and a half. But that's for the editing. I think you acted <laughs> fine. <laughs> Namrat Kaur did significantly better. Okay, cool. Let's move on to our next film that we are discussing, uh, which is Cobalt Blue. Right. Um, My father shifted here six months before we came to Kerala. इधर शहरी आ गया। आने ने वाली कच्चे आंसर नहीं। आपके लिए करियर बनाना है। आई से खाना बनाना सीख। आई मुझे ऊपर वाला कमरा दे दो ना। हमारे बाबा ने तय किया है कि ऊपर वाले कमरे में पेंगेस रखेंगे। चाय मेरी वाली लोगे या दूध शक्कर वाली? तुम्हारी वाली। so from a very rustic uh, sort of uh, uh, what do you call uh, rural feel let's mm-hmm. go to uh, a very what should i call this polished modern sort Pretty. of uh, film uh, cobalt blue again uh, to give you a little bit of a background is based on a book which was written by the same author who has directed the film sachin kundalkar the novel was written in marathi and it was uh, translated into english by jerry pinto i know a couple of people who have read the book and love the book also uh i have mixed feelings about the film but i would like to know from you nenika what did you think of the film i think visually it's very pretty it's very appealing to look at uh i even the actors and everybody i think they're very pretty to look at which was a good thing like you know visually a movie should feel good like thus we did not feel visually good at all at any point mm. uh cobalt blue does get that right um i'd say it can, it's like i'm glad they have we now have like at least with netflix or the advent of netflix there's technically quote and quote queer cinema that doesn't deal with just like the terrible politicized aspects of being queer and it's just about love and heartbreak in a queer sense which is also cute like you do need that um you do need i mean whatever those stories are like even if you like them or agree with them or whatever it's good that there is the space for them to exist um personally i thought i mean i wasn't gaga over it but i thought it was okay it could be watched and it seems it's cute it evokes feelings of tenderness in you which is good i mean it's a it's supposed to be romance it's not high romance that will get you like i wasn't a tear jerker or anything for me but i thought it was still sweet like i could watch it once with my friends Okay. Uh have you seen Aya which is the other film that uh, Sachin Kundalkar directed Aya starring the Rani Mukherjee. Mukherjee yes I have my yes. mother and I watched it and we've been obsessed with that dialogue where she talks about <laughs> her Shrikhand and we just we thought it was a very strange movie but we just randomly like it's been so many years my mother and I keep quoting that Shrikhand to itna acha banati hai ki aap ungli chaatte chaatte ungliyan hi kha jaoge to each other So yeah, I like. I thought Aya was a strange but sweet film. Like it was, it felt so out of place that I warmed up to it. Yeah, Aya was. Uh, so I saw Aya recently, uh, uh, like last year, I think, and uh, it, it's exactly that. You know, it's in places it is really insane. Yeah, and even though it's a mixed bag, but when the film hits it, it hits it out of the park. and my take away from aya was like oh my god this is such a horny sexy film right yes. like you, you you rarely get <laughs> the, the whole plot the... was the fact that she was obsessed with how the guy smells which is yes. <laughs> like 
spectacular levels of horny for Indian cinema. Yeah, in case uh, if the listeners are having uh, trouble remembering which what film we're talking about, pause this podcast right now and uh, <laughs> please go to YouTube and oh search God. Dream Up Wake Up Up <laughs> Critical Condition. Of, and then the other song as well, the one where she's the, I think it's supposed the to be Ijat Papad. The Ijat Papad song. Nahi, the one that's supposed to be her fantasy. She's wearing like weird. Uh, yes, yes. Which one I know was what it? What you're talking about? Uh, what song was that? I can't uh, think of the title right now. Uh, wait but, a second. Uh, wait a second. I have to. I have to remember the name right now because. Because it's a great and song. It's so incredible. Please annoying. watch these songs. Don't just listen to these yes. songs. It's a visual. It's a visual treat. Is very oily. <laughs> to say the least. Actually, yeah, it is. It's oily, not greasy in a disgusting sense. It's just like very glistening and. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for me, it was like uh, Aya was such a horny film uh, told from a female point of view, mm-hmm. right? and i think cobalt blue is not sexy enough i needed it to uh, have more eroticism in the film um so the film basically it's uh, about this uh, family which is living in uh, in kerala in kochi if i'm not wrong and uh, their grandfather the, the the patriarch of the of the house the grandfather passes away so they have an empty room which they give out on rent and so our protagonist played by neele mahandele and he has a sister and they both fall in love with the guy who comes to live on rent who's played by pratik babbar so interesting choice uh, yeah i think uh, <laughs> there are there are multiple shots of pratik babbar uh, shirtless so if you are into that uh, go ahead and watch the film but uh, yeah i mean the 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 eroticism the kind, the kind of relationship and the uh, the the aspect that his sister is also in love with him i thought came very, very underexplored very underexplored like it just yes. suddenly happens i don't want to give any any spoilers but yeah the pace of like her falling because uh, the person nile tane who play, uh, plays the character tane, tane in the yeah, film yeah, yeah. he develops a relationship first and then the sister sort of the thing with the sister happens later but it's so it's sudden like you don't even see it coming it just happens out of nowhere yeah Yeah, so all, everything we have told you is already in the trailer, so we're not giving away uh, any any kind of spoilers. But uh, there is this—I don't know—the film also comes across a little pretentious at times. There's whole th- this whole thing where he goes to a pond and talks to a frog, yeah. and we don't see the frog. So yeah, I don't know. Tortoise, I mean, I... tortoise, and he calls him Pablo after Pablo Escobar because yeah. he's a writer. Yes, yes. No, Neruda after Pablo Neruda. What am I saying, Pablo? <laughs> Not Pablo Escobar. <laughs> He wasn't giving him drugs. Neruda. Okay. <laughs> I do not. Sorry, uh, I slipped completely. It was Pablo Neruda. <laughs> um. So yeah, the imagery of the film is beautiful. Uh, the the the. I mean, the film is called Cobalt Blue, so the shades of oh, blue. Oh yeah, yeah. Very, that was I think very, visually, as I say, very pretty. Uh, very very pretty. Use of blue is it, so it, lovely. It weirdly reminded me of you know in the early two thousands we used to get these uh, Indian films made in English. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you know like <laughs> Mr and Mrs Ayer is a good one, but there would be a lot of. There was that one Ashwarya Rai film as well, right? Which there was one, right? Where. Um, uh, uh, liars die. Liars dies. No. Something of that sort, yeah. Which was also like had that like Rain weird. Court. Not no, Rain Court was Hindi. Yeah, in quote was Hindi, like that weird sort of eroticism, that French cinema borrowed eroticism, where it's just oh, like Mistress of Spices. Yes, yes, <laughs> which is such a what an Oriental sounding name, but yeah, something like that. But yeah, like that very French idea of eroticism, where there's a lot yeah. of weird, colorful shots, and it's all slow moving and artistic and erotic or whatever. Just like. Okay. Yeah. It and we just used to think that this is very intellectual just because it was in English. I don't know. I just kind of got that kind of a vibe. And about halfway through, I really, I I completed the film, but about halfway through, I lost interest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then pe- characters were saying things and doing things that they probably wouldn't if they were, uh, if they were quote unquote real. But I want to read the book because uh, someone who I follow on Twitter, his name is Vivek Tejuja, who reads like five hundred books in a year. This happens to be one of his favorite books of all time. So, and he's someone who reads a lot. So I am very, very curious to read the book. And uh, interestingly, Sachin Kundalkar has actually distanced himself from the film because the film was supposed to debut in December oh. of two thousand twenty-one, and without any explanation, Netflix kind of pulled it off the schedule and they just dumped it uh, like last week. So interesting to see if they meddled with the film somehow. Very or, possible. Uh, Did you feel yeah. that the ending was a little unresolved? 
because i felt i so. did yes yeah because yeah. it's just Even too sudden too weird um it just out of nowhere it happens the sister storyline is left completely unresolved so yeah i mean could have done a lot better with it but um, again i feel like this is a result of not the actors or the director not putting in the work but i feel like the post processing sort of gets yes. it wrong Today we are only picking out individual faults with films like Dasvi writing is bad, Cobalt <laughs> uh, Blue again writing is bad, uh, but 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 visually a treat. So visually wanna... yes, visually very cute to watch. Um, yeah, also that weird scene with the fruit. <laughs> I think borrowing There's too heavily from yeah yeah from from Call Me by Your Name. Yes. Not yeah, going actually, to give it away. You should you you should watch it to see what I'm talking about. You should about. watch Call Me by Your Name. Yes. <laughs> no, no, Please no. Cobalt Blue. Call Me oh, by Your Name. Oh, Cobalt Blue. Done, yeah. Watch both. Yeah, watch Just both. Just take an afternoon out <laughs> and watch both, and don't watch this week. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, before we move on, don't forget to check out the News Laundry store. You can write to us at store at newslaundry dot com for questions, feedback, and delivery status. Okay, Nanika. Uh, from a film, Indian film made in English. Now let's go to a show, Indian show that was made in English. Yes. Called Eternally Confused and Eager for Love. So you haven't gotten a match yet. There's plenty of fish in the sea. But you are afraid of the water. Stop it, Ray. What? Who's going to plan your funeral if you die alone? Uh, I'ma set it off in here. Everything I do gonna cost a share. Hi. Would you like to make love to me? Uh, I'm sorry. Right. Which is produced by Zoya Akhtar, uh, which is why I was interested in it, and it is directed. All ten episodes have been written and directed by Rahul Nair. Yes. And uh, it is about a young boy in his twenties uh, in Bombay who is uh, who is looking for a relationship, who is looking for. fun and he just happens to talk to an action figure of a kung fu master uh, i must add that, here that the person described her as incredibly rich like the south bombay elite uh, levels yes, of rich which yes. yes i think it that sort of set the tone for the rest of the movie as well so yeah the premise is basically he keeps talking to this action his like his inner voice is sort of uh, represented onto this action figure of some TV show that he watched as a child, and it's this old kung fu master. So the inner voice is basically the voiceover is by Jim Sarb, and uh, yeah, so it's just like constant back and forth, and him trying to navigate his romantic life with the background, romantic and social life with the background of this voice um, as well. So yes, Abbas, first thoughts. I really liked it. What? It took me like <laughs> <laughs> it took me like two episodes to get used to it because in the beginning I thought the uh, voiceovers were very jarring because uh, when he talks to the action figure we just see the action figure like the action figure's lips are not moving. Yeah, he's just and, a still and, action figure and he's talking yes, to it and, and it's replying back. Yes, and he's having very like very rapid back and forth conversations with him and the action figure is kind of commenting on every little thing that he is doing. So I thought it's going to be very jarring and very it'll interrupt a lot, but about by about the third episode I was really into it and look as a privileged asshole who collects action figures who lives in Bombay <laughs> in a in a kind of affluent place uh, I sort of kind of you know vibed with him I was like yes I I see this is your dating life uh, also like the subas. <laughs> Once upon a time, yes. <laughs> Thankfully, not anymore. Guys, I don't talk to an action figure anymore. Do, do not. Uh, <laughs> I have hidden them properly behind me. Yes. Um. But yeah, I mean, again and again, while watching it, I think eight or nine episodes, I kept wondering if at all they will comment on the fact that uh, will they call out the privilege of the of the people uh, that are depicted on screen? Like, is there even going to be a scene like this person is going out? clubbing and once he comes out of the club if if there is even like a a, a shot where you can see abhel puri wala on the periphery absolutely but it's not, not. It's, it's so sanitized very, very very sanitized uh, uh version of uh, bombay that they have shown so essentially this show could be set in miami it could be set in rio de janeiro and you couldn't tell the difference so yes i mean one can kind of call that out but then that's the kind of stuff at least i lust after right the reason the reason i've grown up on friends and how i met your mother and this escapism of uh, a a group of friends uh, meeting in new york city i mean if someone has sort of shown that uh, in an indian city i 
don't think there's anything wrong with it so my and, problem with it was the story was just lackluster i mean the concept where he has that voice over and jim saab is a very good voice over actor and also i think he yes. did he did that very well uh so props to him for that but yeah the story was if you're talking about like a young 20 something person trying to figure out their dating life there's just like there's so much chaos that you can tap into like pure mm-hmm. unadulterated chaos that you could actually represent or talk about or show which i suppose makes the show interesting i feel like this show in particular is semi autobiographical by the guy who's written and directed it um he was also an ad for made in heaven so i suppose you know Um, yeah, he has some long-standing association with Zoya Akhtar, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's semi-autobiographical in nature, which I respect, which I like. I like uh, things that are like a artist sort of creates from their own life or talks about their own life or represents their own life. I think it's a cute effort, but yeah, personally, I feel like this show could have used a lot more chaos because I mean, it, even though it's urban, like a very Gen Z dating scenario is being captured here, there just is so much chaos to capture. I feel like this. But when you say was, when you say chaos, like give me an example. I do not know. Like just in general, like pulling from people around me and their weird dating lives, there just is too much chaos. So you know, chaos of like a very like a genuinely it get hectic lives that you mean people like, live, like ghosting and infidelity, that sort of stuff. Not yeah, I mean just in general. And I'm not saying chaos. That's all depressive, like euphoria <laughs> levels of chaos. I'm just like it's funny. A lot of the situations are funny, especially if your social life is interacting with other people and you're getting to listen to other people. But yeah, this is very clearly semi-autobiographical and written by somebody who has a healthy amount of social anxiety. So I guess I understand. Uh, but yeah, personally, made it the show not very very interesting. I think I thought the concept was very cute. Mm. I should actually mention uh, I saw it with a bit of rose tinted glasses because the uh, the lines written for Jim Sarb in the credits were by Azim Banatwala who's oh. a who's a popular stand up comedian okay. and I am a big fan of him and I know him and I'm a fan of his humor <laughs> so I think I kind of went into the show with the with the well, you with knew the, the people that, yeah when I was like oh it's my friend guys my friend has written this um, that's the downside of knowing too many people. <laughs> You know what, Nanika? Last time we got so many this thing that uh, we we listened to the show because of uh, because of Abhinandan's yes. bad jokes and Rajeshri's uh, <laughs> uh, whatever uh, irreverence. So I totally I written a joke for Cobalt Blue, which I totally forgot to Oops. do in the last segment. Can I do it now? Let's just let's Please, just pretend we're still talking yes. about Cobalt Blue. Hey, Nanika, we're gonna talk about Cobalt Blue on Awful and Awesome. Does this mean we're gonna be covering a blue film? Oh God! <laughs> Thank you. Hold for applause. I am ashamed. <laughs> the laugh wasn't Jude, even because it's funny. Please put applause here. <laughs> But right. uh, yeah, coming back to it. Why? What? I mean, do you think the the title is just uh, very purposely... mouthy, very wordy, very mouthy, very difficult to? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But do you, I, would you want to see a season two? And I mean, unless they make it like far more hectic and chaotic, and I get to see more of that girl, the lie, um, who was the guy's best friend in the show. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If I get to see a lot more of her, maybe I'd be interested in it. But tell me, Abbas, does dating in Bombay work like this? Like, I mean, <laughs> uh, by by like this, you mean uh, whatever not happened chaotic? in the show? Yeah, whatever happened <laughs> in the show. He's going on a bunch of dates. He's like, I'm cheating on this girl, but I can find a hotter girl. So should I do this? Should I do that? Does does it not work like that in Delhi? I do not know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I would say by and large, I won't say it's a very uh, accurate representation, but it's a but but it's a close enough representation. Um, fair. Of, uh, I feel of like that. You, for a you know while, who I did like in the show? Who? Uh, Rahul Bose and Suchitra. Uh, <laughs> and Suchitra Pillai. Oh my God, they were hilarious. I didn't know Rahul Bose could be this funny. <laughs> I thought it was it was very well written. He was so he played an asshole. I think now that he's like what fifty, sixty or whatever, these are the characters that he should be playing, and he played that well. So good for him. I don't think he's sixty. Yeah, he must be. He's old for sure. He's old for sure. He's old. Yeah, because he's been around since he'd been playing rugby since I was like ten. <laughs> so <laughs> let me Google. Oh my God, he's fifty four years. Fifty four years old. Oh my God, that's almost. My he looks dad. good for fifty four. He looks very good for fifty four. Yeah, uh, almost, almost as good as Abhinandan. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Okay then. I was very surprised to find Shots out. Shots fired. He's, he's almost fifty, but good for him. Uh, That's what yeah, we do. A... We take not only do we take over your show, we come here and then we <laughs> age shame you and then we go back. <laughs> 
for a, I mean for a while I felt like dating apps were new in India people were not treating it like you know like a pump and dump scheme <laughs> they're still nice about it and there, there was a sense of newness to it which is why everybody was so interested now I think we've become like that American way of dealing with dating apps where it's like okay I'm bored let's download a new girlfriend slash boyfriend this weekend or whatever so oh really I mean I'm not I think being... we're even past that stage now now I don't know what it is are you on any dating app right now no I don't think okay. so When was the, I mean if you if you're not, if you're okay revealing this when was the first time you used it dabbled in them and i think for shits and giggles i was like in my college town where there weren't even people you could match with i downloaded tinder to see i think i was like 18 or 19 around that time uh yeah as a weird experience uh, i'm not particularly fond of them but not because i'm like you know shaming anybody for dating through dating apps i just feel like they're not fun that they again they're not chaotic enough I just want to get to the root of what this chaos <laughs> is. But uh, this is like the Joker from The Dark Knight, which you have you did you see I The Dark Knight since haven't. we spoke? Oh man, <laughs> let's move on to the next <laughs> thing that we're going to discuss. Um which are the uh, which are the Spotify ads yes. that I thought were very well done. <laughs> ट्रैफिकन and we can see by their body language that the traffic guys are fighting and the sari guys uh, showing saris to uh, uh, his potential customers but the lip sync is of a song and there's a very hit popular song playing in the background and their lips are moving to the to to the tune of that song and suddenly uh, they uh, the they, they turn to the camera and then we find out that we'd been watching everything from the point of view of someone with earphones in their ears and they were listening to this song oh and spotify that is yes and then it's like spotify something something please subscribe <laughs> <laughs> so um, that the one that was in the traffic jam was very well done where the traffic guy turns like there's been an accident so the traffic guy turns around and he's like you know it's going to take a little time and the girl's like yeah yeah that's fine i'm like that's 100% how i use spotify you can yeah, put yeah, me yeah, through yeah. Really yeah that's long... how all the ads end exactly uh, yeah for a time lagega and they're like ha ha okay yeah, no worries so i, I yeah. can put through like really long metro rides or i can be stuck in traffic as long as i have something to listen to with me and i feel like yeah i mean it the ad hit the nail on the head it got yes. to exactly where it needed to and everybody like everybody who has not paid for spotify does suffer from those disgusting advertisements that they serve <laughs> after every three songs so yeah <laughs> i feel like you know they got it right so i do not know who is the ad agency or whatever but um, i think they like it's very uh, i feel like ever since uh, instagram has happened advertisements sort of doesn't you know or like not just instagram like seos in general youtube and google seos advertisements whatever have sort of gone for a toss where it's like trying to put in as much information as possible and we don't really there's not like a good powerful ad campaign in so long which is genuinely you know pulling all the stops what's a good ad campaign that you remember pre age of uh, instagram youtube google whatever uh pre age of instagram uh oh man there are so many you know what i can think of the zuzus from vodafone oh yeah yeah which, that one was uh, a that one was which was very i unique. did not find them very cute but i get <laughs> the appeal i thought they were like weird aliens but okay for the longest time i thought they were digital but apparently it's people in suits yeah <laughs> stop motion which animation was... or something uh but yeah, yeah like uh, pre age of instagram i think they used to have really cute ads and i think they don't i maybe i'm biased because i don't watch as much tv anymore But yeah, I feel like definitely the internet has definitely changed something about ads. But that's okay, I guess. Has it ever happened that you're listening to a song and the things that are happening in front of you are in perfect sync with the song that you're listening to? Oh, that's such an interesting <laughs> question. Uh, has it? No, I've never been that lucky. What about you? It happens during the rains ah. when I'm listening to a really emo song and it's raining <laughs> and I'm in the train. I'm like, of yes. Course. Same same thing happening in my heart <laughs> as this guy's. Oh, okay. okay. Enough information. Uh, <laughs> but do you know this? 
there is a, there oh, no, are you have to uh, give me one song perfect to listen you're oh, in a local way. train rainy day your sad what's the song playing oh that, uh, on a rainy day uh, there is a there is a song by an artist called sajid akbar who's an indie music artist he has a song called pray for rain Okay. It's such a nice and soothing and slow song that it goes with any kind of like even if you're happy you feel like I'm happy even if you're sad you're like this is such a sad song. It's just good. You can project your emotions onto that song. You can project good. your That's emotions good. on it. Excellent. And anything that happens around you uh, while it's raining you're like this could be a music video. I mean oh, music for video. For sure, right for sure. Yeah. We've all been through that. <laughs> I was saying that uh, do you know that uh, there's a Terence Malick film called Tree of Life which is very trippy. uh as in it has some really uh astounding footage of space and everything mm-hmm. and uh there is this thing on the internet where uh, uh there is a stoner group which was like you should slip into the screening with a, a pink floyd's dark side of the moon playing and they tell you exactly the moment where you should hit play and from then on every every everything that will happen on screen will sync with the album playing in your ears Okay, I do not know about that. That is a way. That's why it's one immersive experience. Yes. Uh, but I feel I'm a, I'm a soft spot for like people doing nerdy shit like this. I think more people should be very very honest about the weird experiences <laughs> that they're trying to create. It's it's I mean it can be too much, but if you're into it, then it's like so good. So. Of course, yeah. yes. Uh, and uh, finally, we will wrap up our uh, discussion with uh, a film that Nanika made the effort to go to the theaters to watch. Yes, which I is called did. Lost City. Uh, so Nanika, why should I or why shouldn't I uh, watch Lost City, which I found out an hour ago, also stars Daniel Radcliffe it along with Channing Tatum. It does. Tatum's it does. It does. Daniel Radcliffe was. is was i don't know like the first love of my life because you know i was such oh a harry potter yeah, yeah i've mm. been in love with him since before since i was like since i wasn't even 10 so you know but did you talk to her action figures about it no i never did <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i think i may have daydreamed about it but that's okay all kids do that it's so okay yes i did go watch this movie while my wisdom tooth was hurting so not for nothing Ooh. i care so much about this podcast <laughs> <laughs> As a half dentist, uh, yes. I can tell you it's a very difficult experience. <laughs> yes, I can tell you it's a difficult experience, Abbas. I did not need a degree in dentistry. As someone who has extracted zero wisdom teeth, <laughs> I can still tell you <laughs> that it's a painful experience. Yes, so I did. I went to watch it, and uh, what would I say? I I didn't hate it, but I wouldn't go to a theater for it. is what i'm saying this would be like oh, you could watch okay. a movie say if it was playing on the tv with saturday night you don't have anything better to do so it's good to sit mm-hmm. down with some food and watch this it's that sort of a movie but that's because i feel like hollywood movies have gotten a little too formulaic like they've gotten away with too much easy shit so all their movies look the same to me now uh like because i watched uncharted like i think a month or so ago on the insistence of a friend and uh, yeah i felt like it was the same movie being played here again same like uh, VFX, same sort of set and studio design, and just like mild differences, but like one movie could easily pass off as the other. Uh, but what I, I mean, I like that. Uh, so the premise of this film is there's this uh, female author, and she writes this really popular series of romance adventure books. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's her cover model, he uh, accompanies. Uh, like there's this particular guy. He's been a cover model for ever since that she's been writing this series of books, and it's this blonde Channing Tatum. He's got long blonde hair, and it's like a typical like a Mills and Boons fantasy, but with also like an adventure setting in the background. So okay. what happens is uh, the the kind of guy who is. Uh... Like when they swing with the vines and they have yeah, a girl yeah, in the yeah yeah exactly exactly hundred percent that that full like female fantasy treatment happening here yeah yeah uh so he plays that uh, he plays her cover model for many many years and then she is kidnapped by Daniel Radcliffe who is uh, this Ooh. he is like an evil billionaire uh, like pro like child of a billionaire or something and he's very evil and he's basically like he has this uh, obsession with this lost uh, treasure of some lost. civilization i think it's supposed to be like uh, like the spanish would have conquered or saw <laughs> something like that and he basically comes yeah. to her and he's like in your book um, i know that you can translate these ruins so i need you to tell me exactly where this and he kidnaps her he takes her to some island like very tiny island somewhere in the atlantic and he's like okay i need you to translate and tell me 
where this particular treasure is hidden. So the books, so he plays the villain in this very much plays the villain. It's nice to see what he's like five, whatever, five, two, five, three. So I love to see some Napoleon syndrome in action. Uh, <laughs> I love how you're roasting Hollywood and Daniel Radcliffe. Everybody all at I once. I can never roast Daniel Radcliffe. I just said he's the love, first love of my life. How will I roast him? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah so it's like it's supposed to be like the female fantasy script because in, usually you have in these movies like there's this one woman who's barely clothed even in the cases of adventure right. her makeup is always perfect Channing of Tatum course. plays this role in this movie he's always mm, okay. his six pack is always there to look at though I don't think women are like visually that titillated that easily so it sort of misses the mark but I get I get like <laughs> why but yeah, he's supposed to be that little damsel in distress in this movie. He's supposed to look hot at all times. And Sandra Bullock is sort of like the nerdy, smart, the brains of the operation. Uh, and that was a cute subversion. Like, I mean, I think like it's not a very original idea or didn't feel very originally or beautifully executed. So I wasn't obsessed with it. But I feel like, yeah, I mean, A for effort, points for trying. Um, so yeah, it made for a cute film to watch. Daniel Ratcliffe was good, as he always is in everything that he ever does. I am not biased. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I am not biased at all. We're not biased, guys. I wasn't biased about my writer friend writing for <laughs> the show. Neither is Nenika biased about Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, so this is your saying this could have been like your perfect Netflix film. if you. Yeah, like a, a great yeah. Netflix film, but not a very good like... Uh, mm. I feel like... So that's this... interesting. So like now when you go to a theater, what's the one thing where you feel like, oh yeah, that was totally worth the trip to That's the what I'm trying to think. Like off late, I... Did you watch Dune? I did not watch Dune because I was like, I have to okay. read it and I didn't manage to finish reading it. But what from what I've heard of it, people were relieved and they were in the theater watching Dune. They were blown away by it. But yeah, I mean, I've gone to the theater obsessively ever since the, you know, pandemic restrictions were lifted because I was like, I missed going to the theater so much. Yeah. And now yeah. that I'm back, I'm like, is it maybe I'm exposing myself too much to movies, but it just doesn't. It's not hitting that sweet spot. It just, I'm not left completely in awe. And just in general, as I keep saying, like watching a movie in a theater, is one of those experiences that there's no replica for so it should feel every yeah. movie should feel great but it doesn't but if we, again right Hollywood movies around these conquests or like a secret hidden treasure True. have gotten yeah. so formulaic like they've like right. that very American idea of let's go to this place that I know nothing about and then let's try to look for the hidden whatever <laughs> treasure here the end was interesting like it was a cute little twist on the idea of a treasure hidden so I think that was well done I think whoever wrote the movie I think they did genuinely put some heart in it so yeah I think it made for a good movie if you're like really if there's nothing better to, for you to do this week and you want to watch a movie with like your friends or something you could consider Lost City but yeah it makes for a great Netflix film um, okay. but I have to ask Abbas what's a big budget like studio action flick that you watched off late, that you genuinely were left in off. Not Batman. We can't talk Batman because you already <laughs> did that. No, that's that. That's why I asked because Dune is the one that comes to my mind. Okay, what about uh, it? Did which you... really, uh, it. So just like you, I also uh, read the book before I saw the film, and I quite liked the book as well. It genuinely gave you a experience of going to another planet. Like, oh, uh, fair. like an so my, experience. Yeah, my formative uh, movie memory is, I think the first film that I was totally blown away by as a kid was Jur Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. And I remember it really, like I came out of that film and I wanted to be a paleontologist because <laughs> I thought I could actually bring dinosaurs <laughs> back to life. Right. So when as a kid, as a five-year-old, when I sat in the theater, I actually believed like, oh my God, dinosaurs are right in front of my eyes. So Dune sort of did that for me where I'm like, they are really going like uh, they could they were depicting such a harsh desert on screen that I was feeling thirsty in an air-conditioned room sitting on a comfortable seat mm -hmm. which I think is a is a big feat to pull off I feel like with these Quite, all these uh, adventure movies or whatever I think they're trying to replicate that old Hollywood trope of you know going to a land unknown and I think it worked like like what 50 years ago when people were really thirsty to explore unknown locations but yeah it's overdone now like move on to a next yeah. planet if you really want to I'm like who knows like 20 years later people would be like yeah that other planet trope is overdone we've all seen the <laughs> other planets so I feel like um, I was trying to think what is a big budget like I would action say movie. Anika let's just wait for Avatar 2 
Because, uh, you know that's <laughs> the one. My father is waiting for it desperately. So, you know. Uh, but I was that's thinking, do you remember the the, uh, the fourth, the Mission Impossible movie with Henry Cavill in it? Mm. I think that one was really yeah. good. Which one was Fallout. it? Fallout, right? Am I four Fallout? Four. That was five, if I'm not wrong. I'm not. No, sure, I, but yeah, that was that was Fallout. Fallout was. There hasn't been one cool. after that, right? I don't think so. There hasn't been. Yeah, Pandemic struck, yeah. so I don't think they could shoot the new Mission Impossible. But I felt like Fallout was genuinely like you watched it in the theater, and it wasn't like you were obsessed with it forever. But it satisfied what a good uh, action flick I mean, is Tom supposed Cruise to be. Jumped from a plane. For yes, that, film, that was so. short, like in real time. Can you believe it? That man will go to any lens. I mean, Scienti- yeah. Scientology aside, Scientology, Scientology aside. aside yeah. uh, Believe what you want, but if you're going to jump yeah. from a plane for my entertainment, I salute you. I salute, yeah. I mean, you put in the work. <laughs> that is a big deal. But in general, I thought that was a very well shot movie. It genuinely had you at the edge of your seat. And these movies don't have you like like anxious anymore. Even in the theater, I was a little distracted. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah so like maybe, uh, maybe the Scientology God is protecting him. Maybe Scientology is real. Who knows? Maybe... <laughs> Maybe more Hollywood people should become Scientologists because so they can get better movies. Yes, so that we get better movies. Was that uh, the Madman actress and the Handmaiden's Tale actress Elizabeth Olsen? Who is she? Yes. She's also a Scientologist. See? Scientology yes, is great for is. your Hollywood career. <laughs> if you're a, a lot ho- of uh, established uh, people are. Beck, the musician, is a Scientologist. Is Are they and, any good? Uh, it's a uh, he. It's not oh, a they. Oh, sorry. Is he any good? <laughs> it's one individual. Is he called any good? Is he, is he any good? Is really good. Yes. I see exactly. He's won a couple of so, Grammys. So basically, if you want your artistic career to take off, what you need to do is join a cult and yes. report back in a few but, years. So, but the Scientology kind, not the Osho kind. I'm not sure. Actually, Have, we do not know the artistic about. contributions of what happened from the Osho cult. So can we really? I mean, who knows? Maybe. Maybe maybe they produce like Oscar-winning work. Oh, you know who joined Ocho's cult? Uh, Vinod Khanna. What? Yes. But that makes total sense. I mean, <laughs> not surprised. On that very cult note, uh, <laughs> join the cult of News Laundry and subscribe to them, please. Uh, so that uh, they can uh, bring shows like this and many others for you. Um, before we wrap up, I would uh, just like to tell you that you can write to News Laundry at newslaundry.com slash podcast letters, uh, podcast hyphen letters, or you can mail to them uh, at podcasts at newslaundry.com. Uh, please write to them what you thought of this show. Don't just send mean tweets at us. Uh, actually, you totally can. Uh, <laughs> we're not Yami Gautam. We're, having, we're not having a bad day. We can tolerate it. <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Uh, so yeah, please do follow me if you're around on social media. Uh, this is Abbas. And this is Nanika. And it's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.